on behalf of the media ministry of the Central Church of God. Thank you for purchasing a recording of our Sunday worship service. It is our prayer that the anointed message of our pastors and lay ministers will not only bring encouragement to you, but inspire you as well to a greater love and service for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, in just a few hours, this year is going to be gone. And God's grace and mercy has brought us to this time, to this place, and with this group here today. What a journey. Some of us, more pleasant for some and less pleasant for others, but you've made it through. I want to put up the first slide, if you will, Austin. It said, and rightly so, hear this. Each New Year, say it with me, each new year gives one, 12 new chapters, and 365 more chances. Tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. Write a good one. Amen. Praise God. Before we read our scripture text this morning... And I'm going to try to not linger a long time with it, but God help me to do what needs to be done here today. I, I wanted to just share some New Year blessings with you. So if one of them speaks to you, two of them, if none of them speak to you, that's okay. They'll speak to somebody in the room today. So go with me to these blessings of the New Year. This one says, may this year of 2018, say it with me, be a year of health and happiness, a year of wealth and wisdom, a year of peace and prosperity, a year of glee and glow, and also a year of love and laughter. Anybody want to claim it? Amen. God, let it be this year. This next one. This is where a task is presented to us. It says, learn from yesterday. Live for today. Hope for tomorrow. Happy 2018. Amen. The next one. May the stars shine upon your life. May gorgeous flowers blossom your life. May the new year rock your life. And may God bless and protect you all through the year. Amen, God. We claim this. This one, as the year comes in to an end, don't look back on yesterday's disappointments. Say it with me. Look ahead to God's promises yet to unfold. Amen. Amen. Why? This next one. Because no one can go back in time to change what has happened. So work on your what? Present to make yourself a... Wonderful future. Lock it in. You can't go back, so you have the moment, now, the present. So work on it and make yourself a wonderful future. And I like this one. Happy New Year 2018. 2018 is coming before 2017 ends. Let me thank all the good people like you who made 2017 so much beautiful for me. I pray you be blessed with faithful years ahead. I wish you, go with me on these, please. 
a fantastic January, lovable February, marvelous March, foolish April, enjoyable May, successful June, wonderful July, independent August, romantic September, tastiest October, beautiful November, happiest December. Have a victorious 2018. Now then, Preacher friend of mine shared this this past week, and I said, would you text that to me? So, six ethics to live by. That that you set as standards in your life to live by in 2018. Quote them with me. Before you pray, believe. Lock it in. Before you pray, believe. Before you speak, don't talk before listening. Before you spend, earn. And before you write, think. Let me just stop there a moment. Very few people write letters anymore. But we sure do a whole lot of texting. And a whole lot of comments on Facebook. A whole lot of opinions are shared in other social media outlets. So, if you want to live an ethical, virtuous life of integrity, before you write something and you send it out there for the whole world or those in your so-called group to read, think. Think. Words hurt. Whether they're spoken or written. So think before you write. And before you quit, try. And before you die, live. Six ethics to live by. And then the last one I want to share. Happy New Year. Quote it with me. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, Happy New Year. The Lord laid a text on my heart that's so familiar and preached from so much, and yet what God spoke to me is in a whole different way as being the focus for the message that I'll preach, the last message you'll hear me preach in 2017. And I hope that you can get a hold of this, of what God's wanting to say to this church, to me as well, and to all of us. It's found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, beginning in verse 35 and concluding with verse 1 of chapter 5. This is also a story found in Matthew chapter 8. But this is Mark's rendition of it. He says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. Now that's a mystery to to me, as he was. It meant that they didn't take any opportunity to gather anything together that might be needed on the trip as he was and as they were in a moment's notice. They got on the boat. And he says, other little boats were also with him and 
Then a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He's not through yet, though. But he said to them, Why? And lock into that. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you do not have faith? And they feared exceedingly. Now this is going into another arena of fear because it's into godly fear now that they're going to go into. They feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? Still things to discover about Him. Still things to know about Him that we still haven't found out yet. And that was what the disciples are determining here We thought we knew you. We thought we had seen all that we could have seen to make us to believe. But now we see something else. So who are you? I think that's where the church is and come this this new year. Who is he? What will we go into that we will discover more about Him than what we've learned about Him already? Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey Him? Then the first verse of chapter 5. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. Now some translations call it the Gergesenes. So King James gatherings. So here we are about to cross over into a new year. And we look back on the good, as you've testified this morning, and even the not-so-good experiences of the past year. So based on our experience of facing things in the last year, And how we made the voyage through 2017, and in light of our scripture text this morning, the title of this message is in the form of a question. I want you to lock into this. When faced with the storms of life, are you a water bailer? Or are you a storm stopper? Now, that's not original with me. I just saw it and thought, wow, that's good. There's nothing new under the sun, so we discover insights to the Word of God often that inspires our hearts. So a question. Last year, were you found just bailing water out of the ship you were on, of your family, your job? Situations you were in where you're just bailing the water out of a ship that was sinking. Or in your Christian faith, did you realize that you could be a storm stopper? 
It's up to us. It's choices that we make. So notice this with me. Mark starts telling us that Jesus, when the evening came, had been talking all day long. And the King James says, it says he was presenting his doctrine to the people. And he was speaking in parables, so it was a tiring day. So evening is now coming upon them. And without any explanation whatsoever and any preparation other than we're in the boat already. So Jesus says to his disciples, let us. That's key to understanding that. Let us cross over to the other side. And notice with me, this was not a suggestion, a matter of opinion. This was a command. Matthew actually tells us he gave them a command to depart and cross over. I don't know about you, but I found when, when words are spoken in the form of a command in the Word of God, I better listen up and take heed to what I'm being told to do. We're not getting in a boat. That's not how we cross through life or cross over to the other side. But this simply means this. We all have a mission in life that God has assigned us to complete. We all have a mission that God assigns individually and personally to each and every one of us. And His purpose for us is to complete that mission. So when the Lord tells us to do something, He wants it done. Let me say that again. When God and the Lord and the Holy Spirit inspires us to do something in the form of a command, we need to do it. To obey is better than sacrifice. Don't learn those lessons the way Saul had to learn. Who had God's anointing, had God's hand on his life, but he stepped over into disobedience to what God had said. And the Bible says the Spirit of God was lifted off of Saul and it rested on David. I don't want to go through this new year without the Holy Spirit's touch. I don't think any of us do because it is His presence that gives us assurance, that gives us protection, that gives us direction throughout whatever we're going to face in life. So to fulfill the mission... Just do it. Just obey. And that's what the disciples did. Jesus said, let us cross over. So they obeyed. And then the story begins to unfold to us. Why was he giving them this command? This is important. The Lord was about to take them through a transition. You understand that? What is a transition? It's a process of changing from one thing to another. They're not always easy. They're not always laid out plainly for us as to how it's going to work out. But the Lord had a plan to transition them from a place where they felt somewhat secure. 
It had been a successful day. The people had listened up. And they had heard the words of the master. They were in a comfortable place. Now, they were located on the western side of the Sea of Galilee or Lake Galilee. And that was the side where the Jewish people lived. Where the priesthood and where all the teachings prevailed. So Jesus is teaching primarily Jews about the things of God. And they're listening. But then all of a sudden, he changes direction. And he says, let us cross over to the other side. Now, in case you don't know what's on the other side, when they arrive on the other side, who was the first person that met them? A demoniac. A crazy, demon-possessed man. And Jesus is sending us there? Well, why don't we stay where they're listening to us? And yeah, there's some devils here, but they're not like that one. But Jesus sent them on a mission, transitioning them from easy to trusting Him. Now hear me on this. The Lord hasn't changed His mind We're in a church culture in this building right now. It's a safe place. I hope it is for everybody. It's an easy place to sing our songs, to preach the Word, to teach the Word, and to fellowship with one another. But there will be times in 2018 when the Lord will say to you and me, it's time for you to get out of your comfort zone and transition to the place where I need you to be. It's a place where your flesh isn't going to suffice to get you through. Your knowledge is not going to be sufficient to help you to know what to do when you cross over. Because the Lord knew that demoniac was there. And he knew what would happen once that man got delivered. And how many souls would be saved because of one person that he's crossing over to go to. And what's God going to say to us in 2018? We get comfortable in this church. Finances are okay. Attendance is okay. Uh, We have good revivals, good blessings of God. But hear me. On the other side, there's still people that don't know Jesus. And the Lord's going to say to some of us, You need to cross over out of your comfort zone, your spiritual environment where you feel so safe, and then go to a place where somebody really needs me. I doesn't mean that we don't need Him, but folks, we are soaking in the gospel. Did you know there is a a movement now that, that, or I think it's dying out, but it was called soaking in the presence of God. Soak it. For what reason? We soak in so much that we begin to smell sour. (laughs) You receive so that you can give. Not keep on getting, but we get to give. And when we stop giving, guess what? We stop getting. So in 2018... 
And the Lord comes and there's somebody that says, I have a burden for a group of people that, that they're not going to be accepted in, in this comfortable place we're in. They're not going to look like us. They're not going to smell like us. And, and God help us. They're not living like we live. But Jesus is going to say, cross over. Don't change who you are. You're going to be the same. But cross over to where they are. And let them see what it is to be a genuine child of God. Transition. 2018 is going to hold some transitions for this church. We don't like them. But God's always in the process of changing us. That's why he says we go from strength to another level of strength. Can't stay at the same level and face what the enemy is coming against you with more strength than what that level has you receiving. you got to come up to gain the strength, to face the strength of the enemy who's going to come against you like a flood. Like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord does what? Lives up a standard against Him. So God, help me to cross over wherever it is, whoever it is, whether I'm comfortable there or not, but it's the gospel that must be shared. That's what the whole Great Commission is all about. Go ye therefore into, what? All the world. And preach. So guys, get ready. I don't know about you, but God wants revival to come to His church. But He won't send revival to a bunch of people that's not willing to reach out to bring those who are lost, bound, broken, without hope, without God. You and I are His ambassadors of peace to take this message to where they are. So let us cross over. Would you receive that word this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Just walk through these slides with me. We'll get through them quickly. Go, go with me. Next one, please. As we say farewell to the old year 2017 and hello to the new year 2018, our Heavenly Father desires that we make the same transition which represents our God given destinies, the plans and purposes of God for our lives. If you don't, you're going to sour. We can be in revival, but everybody's blessed but you. Everybody's receiving but you. Because it's not all about you. It's what the Lord's trying to say to us. Let's get involved with Him and what He's calling us to. Next slide. God wants to take us over to the other side. Six transitioning steps. Now notice this. In this story, six transitioning steps to enable us to cross over. You've got to make the first step. So notice these with me. Step number one. Say it with me. Follow the right leaders. Know them that labor among you. Know their service. Know their love. Know their ministry. Know their calling. But in this Regard When Jesus said, let us cross over, he was implying that the disciples must follow him. <laughs> That's the key to it. 
you can say, well, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Don't you dare go unless you go with Jesus. Amen. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you fishers of men. So follow the leader. Jesus always led and the disciples always followed. And it's still the key today. He leads, I follow. I'm not in the leadership. He is in leadership. There will be times when the Lord will say through even church leadership some things that are hard. It's not always going to be easy. There comes exhortations that build us up. But then there comes correction that helps us to understand, I need that. And the Lord loves me enough to correct me so that I won't keep messing up. You hear me? We keep messing up because we're not willing to straighten up. So He comes to correct us. And that includes preachers as well. Someone told me recently their loved one, brother wouldn't go to church because he doesn't trust preachers. So they used the excuse somewhere, the preacher hurt him. Well, we don't know what the hurt was, but it's not just preachers that hurt people. People hurt people. So we're all accountable for how we live out our Christian life. How we speak, the words we speak, how we speak them. And how we listen to that person and the hurt they're going through. So follow Jesus wherever He leads. Next slide. Where is the other side? I've already shared that. Go to the next slide, please. Step number two. This is important. Leave the multitude behind. Who are they? Well, they were anxious there with Jesus, the miracle worker, but they didn't want to apply what he was teaching in their lives. The multitudes could be a crowd that you love to be around. A multitude could even be those that you work with on your job sometimes. And a multitude could even be those within your family circle that you have to be willing to leave behind. That's hard to do. But if the multitude, if it's many or few, if they're hindering your walk with God, it's time to make up your mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a hard call to make. But Jesus knew if you stay on this western side of this sea, you're going to continue to grow fat and comfortable and not be willing to make the transition that's necessary for you to reach somebody who needs Christ. They left the safety of the crowd because they wanted to be a part of something bigger. That is so important. I want something bigger and greater in 2018 than what I've ever experienced, what this church has ever seen. And to be there and to receive that, then we have to be willing to leave some things behind and sometimes leave some people that are hindering the move of God. The multitude mentality is one of mediocrity and negativity and is more concerned about what? Conformity than commitment. 
I'm not into conforming to this world, but I want to live what Paul said, be you tra- be transformed. Always changing by the renewing of your mind. I want my life and I want the life of this church to be, to be known as a church committed to God, committed to the Great Commission, committed to loving God and to loving one another. Amen. So don't hang out with a crowd that just wants to conform with the world. They're trying to make an easy way to get to heaven. Well, read the Gospels again. Jesus said, it's not easy for you. You're going to have to pay a price to be my disciples. But if you'll pay it, you're the one that's going to reap the greater benefit from it. So when they don't want to commit, sometimes you have to walk away and reach those who will commit their way to the Lord. It's not easy to be different and go after something better than the norm, but he say this with me, God is calling us to step out and leave the multitude mentality behind. Cross over. Those things that have brought you down, those conversations, you keep having them and they keep belittling you and keep destroying you. You don't have to answer every phone call from those that want to bring you down. You don't have to respond to every text that is sent that's derogatory. You don't have to to put your opinion out there in the world for, for whatever you want to say to that person. If you're going to say something, say it face to face. Otherwise, you are a coward. I want you to hear me. You are a coward that will take a backdoor way of voicing your opinion. Go to your brother. If they have aught, go to that brother. Humble yourself and make things right. Amen. God wants the bond of unity and peace to prevail in this house. Will you agree with me? Let it rain in this place, oh God. That souls coming in will find a place where they are safe to come in and receive Christ in their life. Go to the next slide. Step number three. Get into the boat. Jesus said, follow me. He got in the boat. They made the commitment to go with him. And now they're getting in the boat. Now notice what this is. The boat is a vessel that enables you to do something you could not do in your own ability. They couldn't cross over to the other side without the boat. So he says, let us now cross over. So they had to get into the boat. The disciples had a physical boat, but this is important. Our boat is what? The local church. This is the boat that will always help us to cross over to the other side. We've got this independent-mindedness now. I don't need a church, and I, I don't need a, a group of people who join on Sunday morning. I can have church anytime I want to, all by myself. Go ahead and have your church by yourself. You're not going to get what a group's going to get. Woo! Amen. Because <laughs> he says, it's when you gather together, I'm there with you. Now, he's with you by yourself. Don't get me wrong. But you better watch your attitude because he ordained this church. He called for this church to be built. And he says the gates of hell are going to come against it. But guess what? They will not prevail. <laughs> Amen. This, this church, the disciples, 
uh, understood the boat, but the vessel God has constructed to help us reach our God-given destinies is still the church. It's the vehicle that provides, say it with me, protection, direction, encouragement, and accountability. Where people's gifts can be released to expand God's kingdom, where Jesus is right, where? In the middle of it. Amen. It's not the personality of singers, of preachers. Thank God for good singers and musicians, but it's still all about Jesus. If I be lifted up, he said, I will draw them unto me. So let Jesus be in the middle of everything that we say and do in 2018. Wow. It's time to get in the boat and cross over. Next one, please. This is important. Watch your confession. Start out good. Everything's smooth. No problem. No trouble. But in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the sea, the storm rose up. Somewhere in 2018, there's going to be some storms to come against several of us in this room, if not all of us. And really what happens to one happens to all, does it not? So we feel that. And we should as the body of Christ. But in the midst of the sea, the storm came. The disciples began to confess that they were going to die. Listen to it. Master, don't you care? We're about to perish. We're about to die. And that's consumed their thinking. That all they could see was your death. Be careful what you speak does come to pass. Speak it. That's why speak faith. Speak the promises of God no matter what you see, no matter what you hear. Because you don't live by sight or walk by sight, but you walk by faith. And faith walks into the invisible things. Not seen, but still declares God is. God is. So watch your confession, and we're all guilty. Come on, shake head with me, because I'm the same way. We all get into a tight spot, a rough place, and the negative just comes out of us, for we know it. And we walk in the flesh at that moment. You're either justified or condemned by the words you speak. So the prayer is this, Lord, shut my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips closed. Put a zipper on it. And stop talking about how bad things are. But you don't know what I've gone through and what what I'm facing now. But I, I don't know. Nobody knows, but God does. But if you know God, you know God is about to perform a miracle that you could never do if you'll speak faith to that problem, to that need, And declare the things that are not as though they are. Oh, praise God. Don't contradict the words of Jesus. What do you mean? Remember, Jesus said, let us do what? Go out in the middle of this sea and we're going to drown out there, boy. So let's get in the boat and let's go out there and let's just get to drowning. That's what they were contradicting. Jesus didn't say that. Say it with me. Jesus said, let us cross over. (laughs) Glory to God. Not under, but cross over. And that's the plan of God for you and I not to get stuck in our storms and drown. Because He's with you. 
He is with you. But he's asleep. Yeah, but he's still with you. And if you know he's with you, you know he's still in control of all things. Wow. Don't let the situation tell you what to believe. But I got a bad report. Doctor says, uh, you got stage four cancer. I'm going to die. And there could be some this year that's going to get a bad health report. That's just life. We know that. But remember this. The final crossover place is not this side of heaven. To really cross over is to cross over where? Into heaven. So Paul's attitude was this. If I live, I live for the Lord. If I die, I die unto the Lord. So bottom line is, if I live or if I die, I am the Lord's. So I'm going to continue crossing over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even in the storm of a health situation, the doctors have determined this is going to kill you. But if I'm really doing what God wants me to do and I'm listening to what He's saying to me, I can rise up and stop bailing water out of this boat that's sinking and start speaking the Master's voice that said, Peace be still. Sometimes you've got to speak to your mind. You've got to speak to your heart, to your lungs, to your liver even. Peace be still. And to those old men, we've got to speak to that prostate difficulty. Some of you don't get it, but you will as you grow older. Because more men die of prostate cancer than they do anything else. So if a report comes... Do everything you can to take care of it. But know this. God has the final say. Amen. <laughs> it is God who determines the bounds. And you and I aren't going to cross over it. Do I want that report? Absolutely not. But some storm, financial storms, physical, emotional, family storms are going to come. But hear the word of the Lord. He said, let us cross over. You're not going to sink in the middle of it if you'll stop bailing water. And that's where this message really comes to us. Watch your confession. Here they are. Four of those 12 apostles were fishermen. Experience. Peter, his brother Andrew, James, his brother John. So if anybody should know how to to deal with a boat that's taken on water, these men surely would know it. But I got an image. They went about doing everything they could, adjusting sails, adjusting the rudder, trying to go through the waves and over the waves, and, and more water just kept coming in. All of a sudden, the fishermen said, All right, guys, get off of your cushions mm -hmm, and, and let do something about This boat's about to sink. So get whatever you can and bail the water out of this boat. So all of them were feverishly trying to get water out of the boat. And the more they bailed out, guess what? The more trouble, the more water.
Amen. The more you try to solve whatever the problem is on your own, the more the problem's going to get bigger to the point that the confession will be, this is going to take me down. But what did they do? Go to the next slide, please. Step number five. Learn to handle the storm. The boat was filling up with water. Jesus was asleep. When the Savior is seemingly silent in the midst of your storm, this is important. When it seems like nothing is coming from God in your trouble, just remember the last thing God spoke to you and hang on to it by faith until God gives you another word. And somebody, please remember that. Instead of you going off into the death talk, into the negative, faith-destroying language, remember the last word when God clearly spoke something to you. Hang on to it and speak it. Declare it rather than what the circumstance is telling you. Even though you may be shaken by your storm, say it with me, yet God is never shaken when your storm hits. Anybody know that? Jesus is asleep. He ain't shook up one bit. And that tells us something. Your storms may shake you up, but the master who is in control doesn't get shook up. Oh, good preaching, Pastor, whether there's a crowd here or not. Glory to God. Let's cross over and be where he's called us to be. Wow. So, I think it's the next slide. Put it up for me, please. Yeah, the question, are you a water bailer or a storm stopper? It's your choice. Next slide, please. At the point of utter exhaustion... (laughs) When they couldn't do anything else about it, bailing out the water, they take the problem to Jesus, who is who? The creator of the wind. Ooh, glory to God. Remember when the Genesis 1 says, God said, let us. <laughs> he was right there speaking all things into creation. Now he's on board this boat, and he's the creator of the winds and waves, and he does something about it. God is ready to do something about the problem that's trying to take you down and drown you and destroy you. Jesus rises up when the disciples go to him. Now that's key. God can't move until you and I speak to him about the problem. And sometimes it requires us coming to the end of ourselves to really find ourselves in Him. Where are you this morning? How did 2017 deal with you with storms? Did it rob you, strip you, deplete you? Did you turn it all over to God? Did you surrender it to the Lord? Or did you try to work it out yourself? And now you're exhausted. Say this with me. He speaks these words. Peace. Be still. Lock it in. Be a storm stopper. Look at that family situation that's troubling and speak what he spoke. Peace. Be still. That job situation, speak what he spoke. Peace. Be still. Stop bailing, trying to figure out how to do this. It's time to turn it over to him. 
And when he spoke that word, I love this, the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Sweep over my soul, Lord. Sweep over my soul in fathomless billows of peace. Thank you, Father. Go to the next slide. Just bullet points here I want to make. Jesus and our storms. How God is involved in our stormy times. Where is God? Number one. God keeps some of the storms from happening in the first place. Can you say, praise God? Someday, I've often thought of this. I'm going to maybe hear about things that were developing that never come to pass because God stopped the movement of the enemy. And I didn't even know what he was doing but he's working some things out before I ever got there. So God will keep some of your storms from happening. Number two, God allows the storm to happen, but will calm it when we call out to him. That's all he said. Call unto me and I will hear. Call. And that don't mean in a petty little voice. I mean scream it out to God sometimes. Better to be anxious about a situation then after it has already done its work on you to be angry with God and walk away from God afterwards. Take it to Him and let Him speak. Number three, God allows the storm to continue. I don't like that. He allows it to continue, but He walks with us through the storm. Glory to God. That's the promise. I will never leave you. Amen. Next slide. Three more points under that. God allows the storms for a good purpose. Don't, you don't see it. You don't understand it. But because you know He is on board with you in life, He's going to work something out of this that I don't see who, how, when, where. But He does. So He works all things well for our behalf. Hard to accept that. God allows the storm to continue, but he offers us his peace in the midst of it. Anybody ever had going through trouble? But I don't know why, but I'm not disturbed over this. And, and I, I'm not losing sleep. And, and, and I get up every morning still trusting God and speaking the word of God. I have peace even while the wind is blowing. The storms are coming. But he's given me peace. And the last one, God even allows some to die young. But he gives eternal victory to those who die in him. God may allow some of us to die. Are you speaking that, Pastor? No, it's just reality. I have books of funerals that I have done over all these 50-some years. And every one of them are significant to me because every one of them is about a person who lived this life but they came to the point of dying. But I can report that the greatest majority of them crossed over into greater victory. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's all about to get us to the other side. Now then, Beth, go to the piano, please. This is the last one. The steps in transitioning, a crossing over. Say it with me. Allow 
your faith to grow. Allow it to. Faith, I just read this this morning. If you have faith, even as a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain. Mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. So allow your faith to grow in the midst of your problems. But Jesus says, he looked at their situation. Why are you fearful? Haven't you learned by now to trust me? Didn't you hear me when I said, let us cross over? I didn't send you without me. There was another time when he did. Remember that one? And a storm came. But what did Jesus do? He came walking on the water to come to them. You're never out of his sight if he is never out of your prayers. Keep praying. Don't let the storms of life steal your faith and prevent you from reaching your God-given destiny. Get to know Jesus during the quiet times of life so that you can trust him in the storms. Important. I have a set quiet time every morning when I get up. It's me and my Lord. I'm reading His Word and I'm listening to what He's saying to me. Get in your quiet times because before that day is over, there could be a storm that's going to come against you. But if you've been with the Lord in the quiet times, you're going to have strength to get through whatever that storm may bring. Get a great revelation of who Jesus is and where He wants to take you and follow Him when He says, say it with me, let us cross over to the other side. Be, be ready. Be willing to follow the Lord where He leads. You're going to come to the Lord's table now. and You're taking communion to give you strength to be able to face whatever it is 2017 didn't bring to you. There were some there, but 2018 is going to have a whole new set of stuff that's going to try to rise against us. Because, guys, this, this book is about to close. And things aren't going to get easier before Jesus comes back. Read the book again. They're going to be distressful days, perilous times. But those that are securing Jesus are going to get through it because He's on board in their life. Stand with me, please. The usher's going to take you to the communion table. So go and hold the elements in your hand and say, God, this coming year, I believe in the strength of what this body represents and what this juice represents. And I'm trusting. Go ahead and send them out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, Mama. God bless you. Give you strength. Just keep walking by faith. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Bless you, George. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 We're going over, Lord. We're going over. Not under. Thank you, Lord. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I'm a slave 
to sin I know I am a child of God <laughs> hallelujah lonely a slave to sin child of God hallelujah Lord thank you Lord I want you to take this to Chrissy okay the both of you have communion together if you have to get another set Lord help us to cross over help us oh God now if your loved one is here your companion your, your kids I want my grandsons if they can to come stand by grandma I want the kids of of, of parents here would you just move out of your place come stand by your parent because this is a family thing we're going to cross over family amen we're going to make it so whoever your relative is make a covenant first with the Lord he's brought us this far and he won't leave us we're going to cross over wherever it is he calls us to go and we're going to be together as one in this family praise God father thank you Lord that we hold these elements in our hands and we thank you Lord that as individuals and as family members we're determined that not one in our household will be lost oh God they will be saved help us to obey you father to listen to your word and to follow you Lord Jesus where you lead we take this bread that was broken representing your body Lord Jesus broken for us and you said take and eat so we do so today in response to your command thank you Lord whatever the sickness is whatever the disease is by his stripes I am healed help us to declare your word of healing oh God throughout this coming year and Lord we hold this cup before you because it represents the precious blood that was shed for the remission of our sins and you said take and drink for you're revealing my death testifying to my death until I come Lord Jesus we believe there's power in the blood take and drink child of God in Jesus name